Who doesn't need a little pick-me-up dance party on Monday morning? Yeah. Right? Like, grab your coffee, grab your headphones, and bump and grind. Shake it. Our podcast. Yeah. That's what our podcast is for. To help people bump and grind on Monday morning. Bump and grind Monday morning. It's the Queens of the Court podcast. It faded. <laughs> <laughs> We're the king size queens. My name is Paul Alfred Giofrida. So oh, full name it. Full name in it. I'm John Hanson. <laughs> yeah, John Hanson. And uh, we are the King Size Queens, and we're here to bring you all kinds of fun, uh, you know, opinions and discussions and points of interest um, for women's basketball, specifically women's college basketball. We're in the college basketball season. We're in that season. Yeah. We're not ready to really delve into, like, overseas leagues because that's just a whole new level of Queens of the Court that uh, maybe season four will hit that up. When we have interns. <laughs> Um, we have interns, exactly. <laughs> when we have some other people... Go to, find us box yeah. scores for all the Euro yeah. theme leagues. When people have, have the time, because like, I like a lot of sports, and there's, know, right? there's just so much going on. And let's keep it real. There's so much to talk about with the college game already. <laughs> like We just don't need to add more to it right now. But... Let's just, you know, I, we salute you, our, our, salute. our WNBA sisters playing overseas. They're our sisters now. What's up, sis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, salute you. <laughs> so it's been, we've had two weeks of the NCAA season. It's been an exciting two weeks. Um, we've seen some really impressive performances individually. We've seen some really good games already. And um, and we just had uh, the early signing period for, you know, next year's class, you know, you know, 2020 is filling up. And, you know, pretty much all of the top prospects for next year have declared. We were waiting. We were is really. There, is there anybody left like in the top 10? Not in the top. I don't. Th- I don't think so. Not uh, everybody top. went right. Everybody has declared now. Um, you know, so going into, you know, this. Uh, early signing period, we knew where some of the top stars were going. We knew that number one recruit Paige Beckers was going to UConn. We knew that number two recruit Angel Reese was going to Maryland. And we knew that number three Cameron Brink was going to Stanford. A lot of eyes were on number four Caitlin Clark and whether she was going to stay at home in Iowa or uh, head over to Notre Dame was really kind of the choice there. I know. You're real bummed about that and, one. Uh, you know what? I, I'm over it. I'm through it. I, it I took you a few days. <laughs> Caitlin Clark uh, declared for Iowa, which is, it's great because, you know, she's kind of trying to do something similar to what Sabrina Ionescu did at Oregon, which was take a program that maybe hasn't been prominent on the national scene and go there and build something special. And so, you know, I salute you, Caitlin Clark. I mean, I wish you were going to Notre Dame, I but mean, you're sh- not, and that's chill. And we hope that, like, you do great things at Iowa. Yeah, maybe she'll transfer halfway through the, <laughs> her time there. And rounding out the top five was <laughs> Camilla Cardoso, who uh, declared for Syracuse, which is really exciting for that program. Um, they've got a great program that they've been, like, brewing and budding, and th- they're close to really making some noise. So I'm excited yeah, that they, they, got, they got the... Camilla because she's a six six post, and she's going to be dominant for them. I mean, for the next few years, they should be really good. Uh, Syracuse will start making yeah. a name. You with you thought this year might have been the first year that they were gonna, you know, not the first year that they were gonna like be on the map, but like stamp that they were like here to play. But then, what's her name had the cancer. They had a great run a few years ago yeah. where they made it to like the national title game. Yeah. Um, 
And, but then they graduated a couple seniors, and it was unclear how they would reboot. But anyway, Syracuse, good for them to getting a top-five recruit. Uh, and then rounding out the top ten was Diamond Johnson going to Rutgers, Sarah Andrews and, Haley, and Hannah Gusters going to Baylor. Haley Van Lith declared for Louisville, which is very exciting for Louisville. And uh, Sydney Parrish uh, at number 10 is going to Oregon. Um, so some exciting news on that front, just kind of getting all the top 10 you know, recruits, you know, their homes and where they're going to be. Um, in keeping with that, you know, we, you know, ESPN likes to put together um, their recruiting classes, kind of ranking the recruiting classes as to like, you know, which schools are bringing in the biggest classes, not just mm-hmm. the biggest prospects. And uh, right atop that list is Oregon bringing in five top 50 prospects, um, which is exciting because they need to reboot because they're going to lose at least two, possibly three um, real important players this year. Yeah, I mean, them being the number one uh, recruiting class shows what kind of impact Sabrina and that whole team has had on their recruiting going forward. I think it also is a testament to Kelly Graves, their yeah, coach, great coach, who great I think coach. you know has, you know, has done a lot with that program. Um, granted, he's got some some really elite level talent right now, but I think part of that is that he's developed it, you know, and he's done a good job, you know, with that team. They run a really good brand of basketball. I mean, they just beat Team USA. They beat. They just. Team USA. Beat Team USA. That'll get you to sign some players. Yeah, I mean, we're talking <laughs> about, like, the best of the best from the WNBA, from, you know, the Let's, college whoa, game. Whoa, whoa. Let's chill. It wasn't the best of the best. <laughs> That's what Team USA is. Team I understand USA that. is the best basketball team in the world. Yeah, yeah. But is it not? Yeah, but the product they put out in that game was an old product <laughs> Ooh, don't don't hate on who was in that game there were some good players in that game some really for sure good players for sure and there were some young people too there were some young players there were some veterans, but there were some some aging vets but let's keep it real regardless of who team usa throws out there they should never get beat by a college program and a college program to beat team usa says a lot both about the team that team usa was running out and also a lot about the program because even even the backups for Team USA are elite level WNBA players. Elite. It is. It, it's really surprising in many ways. Um, Oregon is that good. They really are. They really are. They're a special offense, and they play smart D. Yeah, if Sabrina Ionescu had had declared for the draft last year, she would've been on that team. She might have been the starting point guard on Team USA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's real true. It's real kind of real unfortunate for Team USA because I think it looks bad. I actually think it's like a really good thing for Team USA. I mean, aside from it looking bad, I feel like it's the kick in the pants that that team needs. Sure. Um, because I, I felt kind of like I was kind of unimpressed with the, the showing that team USA had in the previous games against, you know, Oregon state and Texas A&M and Stanford. Not that they didn't win those games, but I wasn't like overly impressed. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't either, but your team USA and you're playing and you're all pros and a lot of them have been pros for 10 plus years. It's one of those things that no like in any sport any sport 
no professional team should lose to a non-professional team. Totally. Amateurs shouldn't be professionals. I agree. So, in my eyes, I hate how that looks for Team USA. But I love how it looks for women's college basketball. Sure, it it does. It does look great, but it also, I feel like Team USA is going on this college tour. It was kind of like, yeah, you play the college teams. It'll be fun for everyone. You know, the games won't be that competitive because you guys are in college and we're pros. And then you have a college team. Like, it wasn't like they just, like, beat them by, like, a game-winning shot. Like, they controlled that game. Especially in the fourth quarter. Like, controlled it. Like, they did whatever they wanted to do. Don't get me wrong. They were pulling some fucking Steph Curry threes. They were were taking crazy shots. And it was one of those, like, have fun with it. Like, the coach was probably like, you know, he was like, have fun with this. This is not real. Like, you guys are playing, you know, pros right now. Like, see what you could do. And they went off. I think some of those players felt like, yo, we can prove something here. Like, we got a chance here sure, to do something sure, special. Sure, sure, sure. Like, especially the, some of those seniors who know they're going to the draft next year who yeah. want to, like, make a, make a statement. And they did. And and I thought it was a super exciting game. And I think that the rest of – this is why Oregon's ranked number one. And this is why the rest of college basketball should fear them. Like, I'm sorry, no, but you should. I mean, the <laughs> only other team that shouldn't fear them is Baylor. But – yeah, but like even so, like like as good as Baylor might be this year, you watch your like you know biggest competition beat Team USA basketball. Totally, it, it puts <laughs> you got to be a little yeah, intimidated. It, it definitely puts a little fear in you. You know, you're yeah, like, a little you're bit like, shit. Like wow. they just went out and beat pros. Damn. Like Diana Taurasi, Sue right. Bird, Sylvia Fowles, like your idols. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like like yeah. I grew up like those. All those girls are like I grew up like watching you play at UConn, like yeah. dominating, and then I just dominated you. <laughs> yeah. Super exciting, super exciting. But um, yeah, I mean, as much as you're saying it, it's not a bad look. I think it's not the best look for Team USA basketball. It's not. I do think that it's like you said, it's the kick in the ass that they need. And They're I still going to win the Olympics, and and uh, of course, <laughs> um, and I think it's one of those things that it will get the better players to play in these things. I hope so, right? Well, you know, and like there's a number of players for Team USA that weren't available. Totally, Nadella Don. No, Brittany and Griner, you have a lot of Asia Wilson. A lot, a lot of their size. You have a lot of their available. yes, and and they're and playing Sylvia Fowles got into foul trouble real early, and that was difficult for Team USA to d- deal with. Yeah, it. the the ref the refs were kind of one sided. <laughs> it was. You know, there's some things that were questionable about that game, but like, not to take anything away. Yeah, they're not trying Oregon. to take anything <laughs> away. I'm I, I'm more sitting here like embarrassed on the Team USA side because of how good Oregon looked in that game. I'm not embarrassed only because I think they have three, maybe four players on that team that are going to be all-stars in the WNBA one day. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm yeah. not as embarrassed. And, like, all the starters on Team USA basically are going to be, like, retired in, like, a year or two. Right. So After like, they win this gold medal. You know, it's kind of like, ah, shit. But, like, yeah. okay. And you mentioned Baylor as, like, you know, a team that might be able to, like, challenge Oregon They're the only year. one that I think is, like, got the you know has the ammo to even like stand up to them but do they still have the ammo because lauren cox went down you know lauren cox who's expected by many to 
be, you know, the main challenger to Sabrina Ionescu for like player of the year for mm-hmm. Wooden Award and all that kind yep. of stuff for number one draft pick. And she's down with a foot injury. That's kind of like they're and not sure like, how long it's going to be. And it's like one of those, like, it seems like it's going to be one of those, like, nagging foot injuries. Right. It's not going to be something that's, like, cleared up. Which is really unfortunate it's gonna be because like, she's a stellar player. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be something that could hamper her all year. Yeah. And, um, and, and how far can Baylor go? If if she's not really available or 100, percent I mean Baylor's number one in points and defense right now. I I know they haven't played they play anybody. An easy schedule though. I, That's I part know, of Baylor's mo. But like, they're they look good. They're a great team. <laughs> They've got depth. like everybody's doing stuff, and Definitely. then like, um, what's her name that just uh, filled in for Lauren Cox got to start the freshman. Uh, a, I can't say her last name. It's something small. I'm, I don't know why I'm spacing on this right now. I don't know. Uh, but she played great. She had like, you know, 14 points off the bench or uh, starting for the first time. And she was a bench player every other game so far. She's a freshman. Help me, baby. Help me. I'm, I'm looking. Keep talking. Um, But yes. So that team's deep. You know, they have a lot of players that are going to graduate this year too. Um but they're going to be reloaded for next year. Talk about Queen Egbo? Yeah. Oh yeah. Egg How do you say her last name? Egbo. 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 That's how I say it. Ed Ed <laughs> E G B O. Egbo. 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 Okay, yeah. I love her first name, though. Queen. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. But she started, had a great game, and if you look at her box scores ever since the, the other two games, she came off the bench, and she's fearless, it seems like. They have a lot of depth. Yeah. Baylor has a lot of depth. They had, they already had like some of the best starting players coming back from last year's team that won the national championship. And that didn't even include the number one recruiting class You know, that's now a sophomore class from a couple years ago. I mean, they're super deep. They're definitely going to be dangerous. But Lauren Cox elevates them to another level. Totally. I mean... She is, she's their, like, heart and soul. She won the championship, like, last year. She was in that game, in the national championship game. She was the best player on the court, I thought, I felt. They were dominating Notre Dame, and then she got hurt. Yeah. And then Notre Dame almost came back yeah. and won. I, She was the best player on the court. 100%. She looked amazing, um, and I think she's going to be, you know, I want her to be the top pick. I think she's the correct pick for New York. Um, nah, New York's gonna take Sabrina. And, I know. Um, how do you how do you say no to but Sabrina? But that's great right? for Dallas because Dallas needs Dallas some size, needs and they get Lauren Cox, and they're gonna be happy unless they decide to go with like you know Kennedy Carter, which or, would no, which would be craziness, or even with, Ruthie with Skyler. I, I I get Ruthie or Satu. I get both of them. Yeah, but I don't get another like another guard, guard with Skyler and yeah, Skyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that. I, size is a definite need there, yeah. but. Back to Baylor. Yeah. You know, everything they have, everything that they're loaded with, their real test comes Tuesday. You know, their first real test. Yeah, I'm not even sure how real of a test I'd call it. It's 25, but, like, but it's South Florida. South Florida beat Texas, and, like, they look really strong this year. Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I think it is a test. But it's I their first real test, but. They're still going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they're just a stacked team. And, I, I mean, I'm really excited for whatever if we could get the number one two showdown of Baylor Oregon 
in the national championship. I mean, like, I think there's I think, a, be I think there's a good chance that they arrive at that game undefeated. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. So which would be awesome for the game. Awesome. Awesome. Um but yeah, it's the one two are just like I feel like on their own level sitting in their own way those two teams i agree especially I don't think anybody's by them especially after stanford you know just got pushed to overtime by gonzaga last yeah night. and maryland and, was supposed to be right another and top team and maryland got upset yeah you know, almost twice yeah. got upset by south carolina but almost got upset by james madison yeah, like they had later. to come back from like an 18 point deficit or something in the fourth quarter to win it like, and they what? did which is good for maryland but but it's not it's not inspiring the kind of confidence that we're seeing right now in Oregon and Baylor. Yeah, it, it's just really showing, like, you know, UConn ha- had a like an early test this year. You know, like, they just, at, at times they didn't look like, you know, UConn of old. There's just, the other teams don't look like they normally do. And yeah. those two teams look so good yep. that it's scary. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of teams that look kind of scary, although that I wasn't expecting, can we talk a little bit about South Carolina? They were on my, yeah. Um, like, that's who I wanted to talk about, too. Like, like they look great. I think I said two weeks ago that I wasn't sure South Carolina was going to, like, solidify their place in the top ten this year. And I would like to stand corrected, even though it's early in the season. They're starting three freshmen who look beastly. And, and they look they look like they've played in – college basketball for years they look so comfortable and and that's not the normal case in women's college basketball no because you have all these juniors and seniors playing all the time yeah even like your even like your top recruit freshmen don't always come in and just light it up i mean take a look at like Haley jones at stanford you know she's playing fine at stanford but she's coming off the bench and she's not like lighting it up whereas like some of these freshmen for for um south carolina i mean to be honest some of the freshmen all over the place have been playing some next-level basketball. Yeah. There's some really strong freshmen at Notre Dame who are getting a chance to show out. There's, you know, Jordan Horston at Tennessee has been a big impact for them. There's just some really impressive freshmen out there right now. Yeah, I mean, great freshman class, right? Great freshman Great class. freshman class, but, like, South Carolina's freshmen and – I think this goes on to having some practices. They got to play some practices with um, some scrims with the Team USA team mm. because because Don Staley is the head Staley coach there. Was head coaching mm. and like they got to play. I don't. It wasn't like the full USA team or anything like that. Sure, they had a few people come into practice, run some scrims. I think that stuff really was. Yeah. And you know, Asia Wilson is super involved uh, yeah. with the program and, still, yeah. and super Don Staley is super tight. Yeah, so they have. Good for so Don many Staley, re- so much good resources for these freshmen to grow so fast there that wow they could be yeah. and they have another good recruiting class coming in like they're just always going to be good now <laughs> no I agree I mean I I'm very impressed at how quickly they've been as good as they are and, um, and they have a re- and the one thing I really do love about them they have a great fan base. Great fan base. I mean, they're there in the SEC, show so, up and you know, freak out. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's some schools that don't do that for their women's teams. And Don Staley challenges her team with like a relatively difficult schedule. So I, I think I, I'm impressed by them, and I'm excited to see what they can do. Not only this year, but <laughs> what that class is capable of accomplishing over the next four years. I mean, it's real exciting stuff. Boston. Whew. Yeah, we're gonna talk more about her in a little bit. <laughs> like, um, speaking of like those top recruiting classes, though. 
you know, we mentioned Oregon having the number one recruiting class. We didn't really talk about what comes after that as far as, you know, signing week this week. I just want to touch a little bit on some of the other teams that are bringing in, you know, next level impact classes um, for next season. Because uh, it's fun to look forward to the future, even though we're right in the beginning of the season. So just to throw it out there, UConn brings in the number two ranked class um, after landing number one recruit Paige Beckers, who's just supposed to be the next coming of like you know Diana Taurasi, more or less. I, I she's I think she might be like her own thing. <laughs> she, uh, totally, because like totally. you watch her play, and I'm like. Oh man, you could score, drive, shoot. She can do it all. Dish. It's she's gonna rebound. The she, girl is. Yeah. She's long too. Like if you look at her, she's long. Like, Chances are Gino's gonna give her the ball right right away as a freshman, and she's gonna be the point guard for that team. Crystal Dangerfield is graduating. She'll be the point guard most likely because he wants you, Kristen you Williams think, to play yeah. it too. Okay. No, she's 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 better as a two guard. Um, and Paige Beckers is so impressive as a distributor that, you know, she just steps right into that team and makes them, you know. She really looks impressive. like, honestly, she's like in an M1 mixtape sometimes. Like, <laughs> you know, back in the day, like, her handles are so good and her no-look passes. Oh, man. Like, she's, yeah. one, she's one of those few girls that has had, like, hype videos for the last, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Like, Three years of hype videos of getting ready for this girl to come to college. Yep. And in addition to Paige Beckers, uh, Gina landed a couple other top 30, um, you know, recruits, uh, wing-type players. They still kind of have a little bit of uh, of a depth issue in the post. So that's something that, that Gina's going to need to try to address either through the graduate transfer portal or something like that. But um, that's a solid class that he's got coming in. Um, the number three class belongs to Notre Dame who landed uh, four top 50 recruits, a um, couple couple guards, a couple solid you know, you know, know, forwards. It's a nice, well-rounded class for Muffet. You were hoping for that that one to set them over the edge for the we're, top, we're for that, for that for top class. We're hoping for Clark to get that top class, but um, it's still a really solid class with a lot of talent coming in, and, and they need it because you know they need to reload after everything they lost last year and everything they're losing this year in injury. Injuries. So, Injuries, injuries, injuries. They're two veteran pres- uh, like presents. Yep. Both gone. They're, they have two grad transfers that one will be there next year. Yep. Destiny Walker could still yep. stay there. Okay. I think it's exciting. Uh, it's been a, it's been a hot minute since UConn and Notre Dame had you know top recruiting classes. Um, not that they don't get good recruiting classes each year, but since they've been at the top, and so I think it's kind of exciting because those are you know two storied programs, and you know it's fun for them to be good in women's basketball because their rivalry is so good. Um, like they're going to play this year in December and it's just not going to have the same heat that it has in years past because neither of these programs is up to their level of where they want to be. Um, so I think it's exciting that they're both bringing in top classes next year. Yeah. I mean, they are the number one, you know, rivalry in that sport. These days, now that like Tennessee, Tennessee kind of like kinda, you know, yeah. dropped off a little bit, um, that, although it is exciting that Tennessee and UConn are playing again this year. Cause I mean, it's been a while since they've uh, played in the regular season. But like those are that's like, you know, that's Yankees Boston right there. That's the good stuff. Like that's right. what you want. North Carolina Everybody Duke. like licks their chops when they look at their schedule and they see that they're like fun. Yes, yeah. let's go. 
But like, yeah, this year just won't have it. It's not going to be quite. It's not going to have its fireworks. Well, maybe. I think it'll still be a good game, to be honest. But I don't think it's going to have the same level of like. I mean, in years past, it's been number one against number two. Who's going to win? When is it in December? Early December. Maybe Michaela's back and can make that. No, I don't think so. I don't think she's back by then. Anyway, what do you say we uh, jump into some hot topics? Hot topics. Brought to you by Hot Pockets. (laughs) So Hot Topics is a segment where we are going to run through 10, uh, you know, statements and we're going to declare either a Yas Queen or a Naw Girl about these statements and let you know what we think about some of these hot topics. Uh, I'm going to put five minutes on the clock. Ah! Yep. Ready? We got five minutes. You want to begin with your hot topics? And go. Okay. Uh, Baylor will continue its streak and win by at least 50 again Tuesday versus number 25 South Florida. Nah, girl. As much as I appreciate how good Baylor is, like South Florida is better than, than that. And whether or not they challenge for the win, they're not going to lose by 50. Okay. It's not going to happen. Okay. All right. Sabrina will average a triple-double all year. No, girl. Like, I love me some Sabrina, but, like, ain't nobody going to average a triple-double in college basketball ever. Why? It's just not going to happen. Ever. It's it's hard. It, like, like, there's a reason that there were only, like, eight triple-doubles in college basketball before Sabrina got there. I know. She has 19 now. Right. And she's amazing. And she's, you know. Leads all. Totally. Yeah. And and I'm with that, and she just recorded a triple-double, and I get it. And she's but averaging one right now. I do not think she can average one all year. 12, 10, and 10 right now. I think as they play tougher teams, it she won't be able to average it. Yeah, I, I feel so. you. I just think it's one of the next. It could be fun. Uh, Haley Van Lith will help lead Louisville to a national championship in her four years at Louisville. No, girl. Like... <laughs> I just don't – I mean, Haley Van Lith is amazing. And I think that, like, until, like, this year, for some reason, like, she was ranked number two. She's still ranked number two by a lot of different, like, you know, people. But I don't think that she's enough to lift them to a national championship. And I just don't think Louisville has the recruiting classes, you know, over the past, you know, year or two or next year that are going to lift them that high. So, no. Nah. Okay. And going back to something that we were talking about uh, just before – South Carolina will be a number one seed and have a chance for a national championship this year. I'll go with a Yas Queen. Uh, Based on the first couple weeks, I will say that South Carolina can only get better as the year goes on, as they get more used to playing with one another, and that there's no reason to think that they can't get a number one seed and, and challenge. I don't know that that means they will, but I think that they can. So Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Okay, and then for my final hot topic, Maryland is a complete fraud, and they will not be (laughs) in the top 25 to end the year. Complete fraud? Yeah. Nah, girl. They're not a complete fraud. I mean, they they have some early season woes, I would say, but I still think there's so much talent on that team and that they're going to deal with that stuff. I think Ashley Owusu, who is their freshman point guard, has been impressive. She has. And been. I think that once the rest of the team like just kind of like gels a little bit better, I've been a little disappointed in like Shakira Austin this season I've been so far. Disappointed in every um, everybody on that team besides I haven't their been point guard. Super disappointed. I just think that 
it's the early season. I think they're legit. I think they're going to get better. I, I, I trust Brenda Freeze. I don't think that's the case. I don't think they're a fraud. Fine. All right. My hot topics. Go. More than half of the 2020 WNBA first round draft picks will come out of the Pac-12. Half of the first round? More than half of the Ooh, first girl, round picks more than half. are going to uh, come out of the Pac-12. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. Yes. Yas Queen. Yas Queen? Yas Queen. I think. You got three at Oregon. Yep. Um, you got one or two at Oregon State. Yes. Uh, Stanford. Stanford. Might have one or two. Might have, nah, maybe one. And then the rest of the Pac-12, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, there's they're right there. We have six picks. <laughs> we did I mean. it. <laughs> All right. Okay, next. Next. <laughs> Notre Dame falls out of the top 25 this week for the first time since the 06-07 season after losing twice. Yas Queen. You think it's they, definitely gonna happen. Um the you know, the Tennessee loss wasn't that bad. Like, you know, in the sense of Tennessee I don't think is Tennessee's gonna be in the top twenty five, I think, mm-hmm. and I think their team is better than them not being ranked. Mm-hmm. Like they probably should have been ranked. Um but they didn't look like they have the offensive firepower to be in the top twenty five right now. They almost beat Michigan. I mean, they lost by to Michigan State by like three points. Who was ranked 16? Their so defense. Like, it's not like they're getting beat by bad teams. Their defense looks fine. It, to me, Notre Dame's defense looks fine. They don't score enough buckets right now. All right, hang on. We got we got to get through these. Ready? Uh huh. Karen Aston does not return next year as head coach of Texas. Yas Queen, sure. <laughs> UConn will lose its first game in the American Athletic Conference this season. They've never lost before. Oh, shit. We went over a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, let me finish this one. Um, yes, turn up. Um, so, Yas Queen, they will lose. and In their conference. In their conference. And I think it will be like a blowout, too. Really? That. Yeah. Wow. I think there's going to be a game where, like, Olivia Nelson Adota gets, like, in real bad foul trouble, like, early on in the game. And then they have no size. And I don't think UConn's ever been blown out, <laughs> like, by anyone. <laughs> but I like the prediction. A blowout. Um, and then the last hot topic is a mid-major team will reach the Elite Eight this year in the NCAA tournament. As much as I want to say Yas Queen, nah, girl. Mm-mm. It's just not going to happen. No. Nah. There's some really good mid-major teams I think, this year. I think some Drake, major... Rice, South Dakota. And I guarantee South Dakota you. South Dakota State. They're all solid teams. I guarantee you one of them, if not two of them, will have a high enough seed. To get to the Sweet 16. To get to the Sweet 16. But I don't think that they will make the Elite Eight. Fair enough. So those are our Hot Topics. Sponsored by Hot Pockets. Dope. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, we kind of had to rush through some of those last ones. Uh, I would like to fucked up. hear a little Don't bit worry, more. Don't worry. Those on me. <laughs> I'd like to hear a little bit more about your thoughts about Karen Aston not returning as head coach of Texas. I had to get through it. So uh, it's one of those things that I just like, I, I don't. 
I don't love like speculating on like coaches' jobs because like it's like who knows what the athletic departments and things like that are t- thinking about because like people get to stay way too long at programs and you know there's loyalties to like things and shit but like I think she's gone. I think she's gone. I mean, I I, I agree with they you. have a lot of talent and don't get it done as good as they should. Yeah, I personally think that they've underperformed based on the level yeah. of talent on their team, you know, for a number of years now, um, and. It's a program that, with the kind of talent they both pull in, they should be competitive both in the Big 12 and on the national scene. I mean, people and they leave, haven't been. people leave there and play great. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> Why can't you do it there? Yep. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, I, I, would, I would expect her to, to not retain her job for long. That's how I feel. Yeah. Sorry to say that. Sorry. I'm not not sorry, but, you know. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Um, Cool. So let's talk about some of the exciting upsets that happened in the game this week or the last couple weeks. Um, So I want to just call out, you know, my upset of the week would have been Tennessee over Notre Dame. I thought that, you know, unranked Tennessee came in with a lot of questions with a new coach, Kelly Harper, and and what's going to happen with them and where are they going to go and who's going to step up. They lost to Vina Westbrook. You know, who's going to step up and be their, their go-to player? Um, and uh, so some of the fun facts from that game <laughs> is that Tennessee's entire roster is over six feet tall. And uh, Notre Dame had, you know, two players over six feet tall eligible to play in that game. Um, they, looked, and, they looked little. And <laughs> you could tell based on the rebounding advantage, it was like 58 or 55 to like 28 in the block. It was a block party. Yeah. My God. It's amazing that Notre Dame was able to stay in that game at their, all. Their defense. Based on That's what I'm saying. The blocks and the rebounding disadvantage and how poorly they shot as well. Um, but that was a big upset for Tennessee. That was a big win for that program. Um, Kelly Harper, big win for her. Renaya Davis showed out and and you know dished out like, showed out a double double with like 31, 31. 33 points with 31, 31 yeah. points and ten boards and just had a killer crushed. game crushed Notre Dame had no answer for her and this was, was this was on the heels of Zay Green getting going out for the season with a torn ACL for Tennessee yeah. and that was a big loss so there yeah. were a lot of questions coming into that game for them so that was their best individual performance mm-hmm. by a player since Candace Parker. Against a ranked team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. You know, being the same breath as her, it's like. So, yeah. So, so Tennessee, you know, you know, great they're job. Long, they're a long team. They're if, a big if they, team. If they figure it out, they could be pretty dangerous, I feel. And I think under, under Kelly Harper, I think they've got a better shot than they did under Holly Warlick. Yeah. Um, so, that would be my upset I mean, of the week. I think they're three or four and oh right now. Uh, you know, that they have a good win already on their resume. Yep. Yeah, let's see what they can be. Like, it would be fun and exciting if, you know, Tennessee was Tennessee again. It would be. You it know, would like, be exciting. It's really good for college for college basketball if they were a relevant program again. Totally. Um, just shout out, honorable mention to Rice University for almost upsetting Texas A&M, to James Madison for almost upsetting Maryland, and to <laughs> Missouri State for almost upsetting Oregon State. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what you got? What you got? What was your favorite upset this week? Uh, so mine was uh, last Sunday. 
mm-hmm. was the South Carolina versus Maryland game. So to me, watching what those South Carolina girls did and how they did it to Maryland, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was like a close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like they outplayed them the entire time. Entire game. They played better D, better offense. They just looked like a better team mm-hmm. in every asset of the game. And it was kind of surprising because I had, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a slightly uh, Maryland fan. You know, mm-hmm. they were my childhood team. So to see them just get worked like that was just like, wow. It was surprising to me, too. Like, when I looked at the top ten, I thought that Maryland was solidly where they belonged at number four. Yeah. And I wasn't so sure if South Carolina belonged at number eight where they, they were. They had so many pieces. And yeah. you had a bunch of uh, – against a bunch of freshmen. Yeah, a lot of freshmen. You're I mean, like, they had so, – South Carolina has some veterans, but a lot of freshmen. They have three starting freshmen. Yep. To, me, to me, right there, with what the rest of your, your squad is, like – Maryland only has one starting freshman, and it's their point guard. Uh, like, you have all these other pieces, some seniors, like, people you expect a lot out of. They have, uh, you know, a, a watch list people on their team. And totally. You, you have them show out like that against their top, like, you know, their opening – Opening of the season against like somebody like that, and that's mm-hmm. what, and that's how you play. Very uninspired basketball. Like they just looked lifeless. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a great win for South Carolina. And um, like the last podcast, I fucking talked them up so much, and I'm like, <laughs> I want to like chuck my computer. Like the amount I talked them up last last right, week. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. ah. <laughs> and they burned me like that right away. I know. I still think that they're going to like work it out and that Maryland's going to be a solid team this year. I mean, I think they're definitely going to win the Big Ten just because there's no competition in the Big Ten. Or not a lot of competition in the Big Ten. There's a but, little bit, but like... Yeah, but I still think Maryland's a cut above it. I do too, but that just proved to me that they are... They could lose to fucking anyone almost. Yeah. And they're bringing in the number two recruit next year, Angel Reese, so like they're just going to get better. I know. I like Maryland a lot. Yeah, they're going to be real good for the next couple of years. Um, at least. All right. So, what impressed you most this week? Um, Ari McDonald's, Ari McDonald's, forty-four points, and how she played fourteen of eighteen shooting against the aforementioned Texas. Yeah, underperforming, but like. Yeah, that that's the one to me. Um, how she played, what she did, I think she put Arizona on the map in the sense of they're going to be a legit contender all year. Um, contender for what? Like like a con- legit team all year. Like they weren't ranked at the time. Like I don't think they're a legit contender for anything, to be honest. You don't think so? That they're I know, a legit I know they're, contender in the Pac-12 Pac I know, or I know, the I know. NCAA tournament? No, they're not. But Ari McDonald is a legit contender for a draft pick. Uh, <laughs> of one of those first round draft picks. <laughs> there you go. There, right? there's Put us over the edge on that. There we go. Um, yeah, that was an incredible performance. I mean, super efficient. Like, who gets 44 points on 18 attempts? 18 attempts and went 14 Crazy. for 14 from the line. Yeah, unbelievable. What a great game. Yeah, super efficient. 
You know, didn't have to ball hog to get drop 44. No. Which is real, real I think impressive. she came close to a double-double. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I thought that was impressive, too. I think that's the, the one that stands out to me, like a specific individual player. Yeah. What about you? So, I guess what's impressed me most is the start to the season that um, Ruthie Hebert's had for Oregon. Mm. Now, it shouldn't mm. be surprising, um, and it's it's not surprising, but it's been impressive to me because, for me, I feel as though Sabrina gets all the attention, <clears throat> and Satu, in my mind, you know, really is, you know, I think their second best player because of everything she can do at her size and length. And I think that Ruthie Hebert has had just an incredible season so far. She's averaging over 20 points. She has three straight double-doubles to start the season. And she's just been a complete terror, you know, in the post. Um, And, you know, I think she's going to be a really solid WNBA player, but I did not expect this kind of start from her. So I think it's awesome. And I think that Sabrina gets a huge number of her assists from just dumping it down to Ruthie and letting Ruthie do her thing. So, but Sabrina takes all that attention. Takes all to the attention. Make, to make it possible for those people to I mean, be every single are. player on that team is capable of knocking down their shots that they're supposed to be taking yeah, at it, a high clip. Yes, so yes. it makes it easy to give Sabrina assists when everyone's hitting their shots. Um, totally. So, But I agree. She's super efficient this year. Super. Yeah, she's, she's been incredible. A, she's having an incredible start of the season. Yeah, and until someone figures out how to stop her, keep dumping it down to the girl. Dump it down. Give it to the big girl. Dump it down. That's it. That's it. Dope. Um, so yeah, so that's been really impressive to me is um, what she's been able to do so far this year. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get ready to wrap up the podcast here. We're going to you know do our, our Spotlight Queens in a, in a moment. But before we do that, I just want to throw out some games that – um, that I'm excited about this week that you know you should try to tune in for if you can. So uh, we already mentioned the game on Tuesday night at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be South Florida, number 25, at number 2 Baylor. You can catch that game on ESPN+. Plus. Um, what, what, a, what a great program ESPN Plus, Plus is for women's college basketball. Yeah, it's, it is. So that's a Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and then uh, next Sunday, there's a couple games that I think will be really exciting. There's at 3 p.m. Eastern time, there's number four UConn at Ohio State. Um, that's going to be on ESPN. And that's an exciting Dance. game. Ohio State had one of the top recruiting classes this year that has come in. And uh, they've just kind of re- rebooted. And, and um, they're going to be an exciting team. So to see what they can do against UConn will be fun. And then... Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time is number one Oregon at number 20 Syracuse, which I also think is an exciting game. It's going to be the first time that that Oregon is tested really this year. Um, I don't think that Syracuse will be able to really make that game close, but I think that it'll be good to see what Oregon does against some stiffer competition. Are they still going to be How able... How do you get stiffer competition does, than the USA team? Well, <laughs> that game doesn't count. But like, can, <laughs> Just kidding. Can yeah. Ruthie Hebert still record uh, you know, a high-scoring double-double in that game? Or is does Sabrina have as easy a time totally. getting a triple-double? Totally. I, yeah, I totally so, get what you're saying. I'm that's just being, a Sunday, just 4 p.m. Eastern time, and that's only available on the ACC network. Um, so if you have a robust sports package with your cable, you can watch it. Otherwise, uh, just uh, refresh the box scores and the play-by-play like I do. <laughs> we'll get you that ACC network, baby. I know, right? 
Um, we'll find somebody with an access code. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the games I'm really excited about this week. I think the those should be some good games. Totally. Totally. But let's get into our famous all-time great segment. Spotlight Queen. Bum, bum, bum. Spotlight Queen. Okay. Let's so, do it. Um, Who's your Spotlight Queen, babe? So for me this week, going with uh, Tia Cooper. Oh, Taya Cooper. Yeah. Um, Girl's been been all over the place. She's been all over the place. Now she's a Baylor. Been all over the place. Um, <clears throat> she's had a crazy career in the sense of injuries. You know, she's you know had her transfer problems too with that. But I think she found a nice home and where she's playing, and she's really happy, and they're getting a lot out of her, and it just makes that team a little bit even more dangerous totally um she's playing great so far this year and you know she's she's a little bit older so i don't feel as weird making her a spotlight queen because <laughs> 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 maybe i was going to do somebody else on the team and then i realized like uh, they're like fucking 10 <laughs> always <laughs> They're all 18. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine. Uh, but her Instagram is awesome. It's uh, She's very active. She posts stories all the time. Um, she posts, you know, after game highlights here and there. Um, her handle is T-T-E-A dot Cooper, C-O-O-P-E-R-2. Two T's in the beginning? No. Oh. I was just saying T, like... So, T E A T E A dot Cooper Cooper okay. two, no apostrophe. In nope, the she doesn't have that in there. Okay, cool. For that cool. one, she wanted it to make it easy for us. To totally. Follow. I'm not even sure so, you can use apostrophes in your Instagram handles. Maybe not. <laughs> but um, you could tell she's super happy to be at Baylor. It's really good for her. Hopefully, it will be good for her career and you know going forward. Um, but yeah, follower. She's a fun follow. Yeah, that's awesome. She's a, she's a great player. She's going to be a, a WNBA player for sure. And, um, she's, she's, she has, she's had a tough time in college finding like the right home for her. She started at Tennessee. She went to South Carolina and now she's a Baylor. Um, you know, and, and hopefully that this is a good place for her and, uh, and she can really show out what she can do and maybe win a national championship. Yeah. What about you, baby? Who you got? So my spotlight queen is um, Aaliyah Boston. South Carolina's Aaliyah Boston. I got to talk about this freshman. Um, she is. She came in and she had a triple double in her first game in college. Um, triple double with blocks, rebounds, and points. And and I think that she is just an incredible player. Um, What's her handle? I want to try and follow her. Her handle is her name, Boston, spelled A-L-I-Y-A-H ah, that's, that's dot B-O-S-T-O-N. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, if, you, if you like women's basketball and you don't know who this woman is, follow her now because she is going to be a sensation in women's basketball for a long time. Aaliyah Boston. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, she's done, her Instagram isn't particularly like active yet. You know, she's only has like a handful of posts, but that will change one day. And, and she is a player that you want to be connected to because she is going to uh, shake the world. 
Totally. And you could tell um, by the way she plays how impactful she is already. And she's what fearless. She, yeah. She's what a she's, beast. What she's going to be. Um, if she if she stays the way she's playing, like, holy shit. She's going to be like. She's a freshman right now. I know. Imagine she's how a, good she's going to be in a she, couple years. She's going to have. She could have one of the better, you know, college careers. She's going to have one of the better careers. <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So check this girl out, Aaliyah Boston. You know, she's she's a be- she's a beast. Yeah. She's physically gifted. Like the girl just yeah. is is just so commanding in the post. Like it, it's like she could do whatever she wants down there. Totally. So And like a lot of time post players come into the college game and they struggle because they're used to playing against a much smaller players how, in how high school. How tall is she? Six five. Yeah, she. And they're like, used to playing much smaller players in high school, and then they get to college and they're playing other girls their size, and it's difficult. But she's just like, I don't care how big. Yeah, you are. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be real good. Yeah, I love that pick. So yeah, that's my spotlight queen. Spotlight queen. Whoa, whoa. That about does it for me. Yeah, that's a pretty good show. You got anything else? No, I ain't got nothing else. This has been the Queens of the Court podcast. Oh, wait. I do have something else. Uh, we forgot to mention psych. it. Psych. How about Sabrina Inescu's jersey on Nike.com? Oh, the jersey sales? Ooh, girl. Yeah, that was crazy. That's Sold out wild. in every size in less than 24 hours. I mean, she ain't going to get paid shit from it, but Nike maybe on the back end will hook her up just because Nike's made so much money off of it. Um, you know, when she gets drafted, like she's obviously going to get repped by Nike because they'll just be like, here's all the money. Let's, let's roll you the Brinks truck for, you know, she's the new phenom, right? That jersey is going to be worth something one day. Her, her, her Oregon jersey is going to be worth something. If they win the national championship and she goes on to be like the goat in women's basketball one day, that jersey is going to be worth something. But that's, but that's what I mean. Like. It, it, it was so incredible for a college basketball player for her jersey to sell that way. Yeah, it's amazing. Wild. So I just wanted to mention that. But now we can close up the show. But that's <laughs> how amazing she is, and that's why we talk about her as much as we do. Yeah. We like you. <laughs> we salute you, Sabrina. <laughs> this has been the Queens of the Court podcast. We're the King Size Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm Johnny Anthony. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to our show. Uh, tune in next time for um more yes more more of us tune in next time for for more more. (laughs) i mean like what else what else is there to say um yes and then i can't remember what our outro music is but i know it's fun so like you got to pump it up. Oh, that's right. Don't you know, uh, pump it up. You got to pump it up. Anyway, okay. Well, that's, that's us uh, trying to grab it. Um, bye. Bye. bye.